0: Hello, and welcome into a new episode, it's Scarves Up! I'm your host Nathaniel Maymudis, and in a second I'm going to be joined by Dave Maymudis to discuss the Sounders' great victory over their rivals from the South, LAFC, for, because for the second year in a row, the Seattle Sounders have beaten them in the playoffs by a score of 3 goals to 1. Now the Sounders advance to the Western Conference semifinals, and we'll play FC Dallas. Me and David are going to preview that game and recap everything that happened in the game against LAFC. We'll also touch on what has happened so far in the 2020 MLS Cup playoffs. But without further ado, let's bring in David Maymoudis.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Uh, thanks again for joining me, Dave Maymoudis let's get right into this game against LAFC. Uh, first off, let's start off with the lineups uh, that we saw for this game. Um, uh, and uh, so for the Sounders, it was pretty much um, everything we expected. Um, I talked about how I wanted Alex Rodon to start. He did start because of a late scratch um, on Related. Kevin near them, Uh And uh, and that that is why he started. I mean, Kevin Neardom was definitely going to start.
1: Um, right. And we knew that uh, Svensson and Arriaga would likely not be available.
0: Even though it seems that MOS did charter people back. Did charter some people back. Like they said um, that they might fly people back um, so that uh, quarantine could be averted. Um, right. However, but if they have...
1: Teammate's testing positive, then all bets are off.
0: Yeah, so however, that's with both Arriaga uh, and Svensson. Svensson um, uh, Ecuador had a bigger outbreak. Um, Sweden, their coach tested positive. Um, and then also there were players on um, Uruguay that tested positive. So that meant that uh, a couple of LA FC players um, uh, could not play. Like Diego Rossi, he tested positive.
1: Um, and, and did we ever, I, I saw something that a sounder had tested positive, you know, one who was not with the team at the time, but I never heard who yeah, it they, actually was. Yeah,
0: they never announced, the, so yeah, the sounders announced it that one of the first team players did test positive. However, they never announced who that player was. It seems most likely that it is Arriaga, um, from Harvard. It has not been confirmed um, by anyone. Um, and from what I've heard recently he's still in quarantine um, since he got back um, but that's just normally, Um even I'm not even sure how, I'm not sure how he came back but uh, this would I think his time would, would might have just ended um, normally. Uh, uh anyway that's the rumor um, in the end it was fine Shane and Yamar had a good game. Shane, um Shane O'Neal, I thought he played very well. Uh but just talking about the lineup, so just like last year, um, Jones starts in the midfield because Rodon is pushed back next to Paolo. Um that's how we start in most playoff games. Um the only other change from last from left games last year besides Alex Rodon um was new who starting um because Brad Smith he's not 100 percent Smith uh fit um but what do you think of Jovan Jones and Alex Rodon in this game
1: um Alex Rodon I thought was was very impressive calm on the ball got you know got good crosses in um Jovan Jones I'm still not sure what to make of. You know, I still sort of had the same the same sense that he had the, you know, he has the ability to do a lot of interesting things, but at any given time, if you look at him, you can't be sure that he'll actually be doing them.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. And he definitely seemed a, a little tired. Um, do you think... Alex Rodon has earned another start.
1: Um, I think Alex Rodon is, is playing great. Um, you know, obviously if Lyrdom is not a hundred percent, it makes it very easy to go to him. If your question is, you know, if both of them are perfectly healthy, who, you know, who do I rely on? I think you can certainly make an argument for Lyrdom's experience as um as being valuable in these kind of playoff situations. Um, but anyway, I mean I'm I'm I'll leave it to Schmitzer who are you to put that starting, If
0: you're Schmitzer, who are you starting?
1: You know, obviously it depends what you see, it depends what you think needs to be done against that other team. Um, it depends, you know, whether you think you need calmness or attack. Um, but again, Alex rolled on had a great game. Um, You know, especially if Lierdom is not clearly 100%. I think giving him another start makes a lot of sense.
0: I'm going to agree with that. I think Alex Rodon has definitely earned a spot. Um, uh, He had, uh, compared to the other team, I think he led the team in in tackles um, and clearances in the last game. Um, Then he also put in a couple good balls um, uh, in – uh, both of, I think both of his crosses were ones where uh, it, the ball either came off the crossbar or the post, um, so a little unlucky he didn't grab an assist, but just his energy um, has looked really good. Just like Kelvin Neerdum, he has a long throwing, so that's, so if you're, you're talking about um, what else they add to the team, he's got that um, in his pocket as well, uh, but just... Just this entire season, Kelvin Nierdom has looked really slow. Um, yes, Kelvin Nierdom gets forward. Yes, he does score goals. Yes, he has experience. But when he gets forward recently, he's not, um, He's he's been failing to track back. Someone else has to cover for him. That means the mid, usually that's Rodon. So Rodon comes out of the midfield um, to do that. Then there's a hole in the middle of the field. Um, and I feel like uh, Kelvin Neardom failing to go back is what has led to a lot of our goals this year um, so yes while he has experience um, I don't see any reason for the lineup to change um, for this next game against FC Dallas at all um, uh, in, in saying that would you change the lineup at all since it seems like we, we won't have Spence in or Ariaga back for the next game?
1: Okay, that was my question. If we can get Svensson back, I think you definitely bring him in. Um, other than that, um, yeah, I think you can be very happy with both what we have and with the options we have off the bench.
0: Yeah, and I would say even if um, – yeah, even with uh, Svensson back, I'm not even sure if he, he starts because um, Jovan Jones – uh, his speed on the side has has looked good, and he, um, and, and uh, actually, Rodon's speed is on the wing is probably has probably looked more impressive. But I feel like Jovan Jones' crossing has been better than Christian Rodon. Um, uh, uh, you know,
1: yeah, Roldan I mean, I recently, would, I think I would have to, I would have to go with Rodon over Roldan. Jones, you know, just because of work rate, and and really the same with Svensson. Um, I think just, again, having either of them, they just sort of do more things. Um, You know, again, Jones has the ability to turn a boring play into an interesting one. Um, And he's
0: great to have coming off the bench. It's definitely also, if you think about who we want coming off the bench, Jovan Jones is going to add a lot um, coming off the bench. That's not really the case with Spenson. You bring Spenson on to more hold stuff. So if we're talking about also who do you more want coming off the bench, you're going to go with Jones
1: yeah I mean again, you know if Benson isn't ready to start, obviously he's a great option to have off the be- off of the um off of the bench if somebody gets injured or to protect the lead so you know no no objection to having him there uh along with Ramon as a steady central defender
0: yeah uh and then also looking back at uh defense um if Oriaga is available which i'm it's I, mean, I think he's not going to be, uh, I, t- I think both of them are not going to be, um, but if he's available, do you start Shane O'Neill?
1: Um, I've been very impressed by Shane O'Neal. You know, he's really, he's done, you know, everything we've wanted to me. He is there. You, there aren't that many bad plays you can point to him at. Um, you know, I still think Ariaga is a better player um 99% of the time. So again, I think maybe the question is, you know, what do you need? Do you need something interesting or do you need a steady presence at the back who almost always does the right thing? Um so anyway, good choices to have, I guess is what I'll say. I'm yeah, glad I and, don't have Schwartz's job.
0: Yeah, I think the argument for Ariaga is yeah, I mean, yeah, he's He's younger, a little more physical. Um, I feel like before people have said he's better with his feet. Um, but, um, and, and, like, and he has that place where he's been the one who starts off a, a, a good account by, playing a, a, by crossing a ball um, to another side of the field or forward. Uh, and he has that. But uh, Shane O'Neal can do that too. I remember times in the game where he would put in a ball um, in behind and it was like, Whoa, where'd that come from? So yeah. I, I don't think there's any reason to change anything um for the lineup. Um if Svensson's um if Svensson's available, then put in Svensson. Besides that, keep New Who, keep O'Neal, keep Rodon. Um I might go as far to say that Alex Rodon had a better game than his brother in this game against LAFC, um, which is big for me since I used to give a lot of a lot of garbage to Alex Rodon. But he has very much improved this year. I cannot wait to see what he does uh, in the future. Because um, uh, do you remember what actually happened to Alex Rodon at the end of last season? I don't. Because he, I believe. We didn't actually pick him up at the end of the...
1: Oh, basically he walked back onto the team, you think?
0: Um, I don't think we signed his contract initially. And then, yeah, we we brought him back. Um, Then He's really proved himself. And he's had offers to go international, but he stayed with the team. And, yeah, kudos to Alex Rodon. If you listen, uh, well done. Proving me wrong. Uh, so let's get into uh, the get to the the goals and what happened in in this game. The first goal uh, was uh, what uh, the first chance in the game was a penalty. Oh uh, no, actually no. The first goal was before the, was the penalty was after the first goal. My bad. Uh, it was finished by Nicolas Maduro. Raul Roy Diaz puts in a crossing ball. Jordan Morris has time, crosses it back. Um and Ladero puts it in. More your thoughts on this first goal.
1: Yeah, you know, a great great vision and a great layoff by Morris. And then that that ball that um Ladero hit, you know, looked really simple at the beginning. But then you if when you see the replays, you can see why it froze the keeper so badly, because it arced around a defender who was in the way. And the fact that he shot it wide of the post, pulled it right back in between the posts, you know, not where the keeper was looking for it at all. Uh, just an amazing, an amazing strike and amazing placement on Ladero's part.
0: Yeah, and the, um, and the assist um, by Raúl Rodríguez—it's just so good. This is um, a great ball. Gets out wide. Um, Morris definitely thinks about shooting it, but then unselfishly pulls it back to the captain. Who puts it in? And um,
1: just a great sequence overall, you know, from Ladero starting it uh, to uh, Christiano Christian Roldan had a great header as part of it. Um, you know, just a great sequence.
0: Yeah, the uh, the uh, our, our front three, the uh, the Illumi, the Illuminati. Some some people have been calling it. Uh, by the way, what do you th- what do you think of No More Century Link Field now? First game at Newman Field.
1: Uh here, yeah. Here. You know, what do you think what do you think is the, the good nickname? Somebody suggested the Lighthouse, which I kind of like.
0: Ooh, that that is good. Um, nothing Beats Quest. Um, yeah, maybe we should just go kingdom. back to Quest. Yeah. Nothing beats um, Quest or the Kingdom. also just the Kingdom. It's a yep. great sending name. Uh, moving on from that, then we had the penalty. Um, this is a very annoying penalty, but this is a hundred percent a penalty um, right. I think
1: it 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 was you know when you first saw it, it looked like a thousand percent a penalty. It looks like it looks like who sort of takes a wild swipe and knocks him down. Oh, I think but really it is what a, happened was I, th-
0: I think it is one thousand percent a penalty.
1: Well, I think it was only one hundred and ten percent a penalty. you know I think Nuhu did kind of take a swipe, but then he leaves his ball his his leg there. And then, you know, Vela could have easily gone a completely different way. If he just run after the ball, he would not have had any contact. This but he is... saw the leg out there, bounced his himself off of it, and felgra fell down. He was absolutely going for the penalty, but the way he knew who went after it made it very easy for him to do so.
0: Yeah, professional soccer in in uh yeah in the twenty first century in a nutshell penalty this is. Um we see smart players like this um, pull this type of crap all the time. Uh, right, but so I really did annoying, not think knew
1: who initiated the contact yeah. at all.
0: Um, and then Carlos Viz steps up and delivers one of the worst penalties we've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. and we I were t- can't
1: think of a worse one.
0: And what, I mean, you were bringing up um, uh, it's it's really like if you're someone who doesn't know how to play FIFA very well. This is exactly right. It looked like
1: me because I can, re- I, you know, I know that if you use the joystick, you can yeah. move the keeper back and forth, but I can never remember which button it is to dive. So that's kind of how I play keeper. Yeah,
0: but with then the even with the jumping back that, and forth, even with um shooting, um, I, like. Student, Is it the left like, joystick?
1: Is it the right joystick? Yeah, then you kind like, of forget. How, and, and
0: it's like, how hard do I put it? Because if I hold down the button, then I'm going to blast it over. If I don't press it enough, it's going to be a, uh, a little bit of a chip. And that's basically what happens. But Stephen Fry just read this, like, all the way. And um, some of the other penalties, and um, we'll talk about Portland and Dallas quickly later. Um, but in that game, like – all the penalties were good, ta- were well taken, but a lot of it, it seemed like the goalkeepers were guessing too early. Like they were already clearly diving to one side before the ball was kicked. Uh, so, and and because they didn't wait, some of those did go straight down the middle. Huh. Yep. But yeah, so it's a it's a good read by Stephen Fry, um, and a good save. Uh, so the half would end at 1-0. 66-minute, Raul yes would get his goal of the game uh, after a corner kick unmarked. Thoughts on this goal? Um, it's like. Uh, sorry. It was like the volley goal, it's sort of sort of like a half volley, I guess you could call it, just blasted near post.
1: Oh, Rui Diaz, yeah, makes a great a great turn on that ball. Um, you know, I don't know if you can describe him as unmarked, just, again, the ball did, comes out well, he, to
0: him. I mean, he gets away from his defender on the play.
1: Right, you, you know, has a few feet of space, you know, is lucky to be standing under the ball as it comes down. Um, but again, you know, just sort of makes an amazing turn on it and hits it first time with... A huge amount of power, um, you know, from a position where most people would fall down just trying to turn and face the ball, let alone hit it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Gets uh, he loses his defender, Mark Anthony Kay. There's um, another player with a very punchable face. Uh, uh, yeah, gets away from him. It's a great finish. Um, it's a it's a good service uh, from the, on the first time. Uh, as we look at the then LFC would get one back. Um, Edward Atuesta assisted by Carlos Vela, and this was a good goal um, there's um, not much Stephen Fry can do. I mean, he did get nutmegged, um, but this was a good ball put in, um, and Atuesta finished it, finished it nicely. All oh, he had to, um, the ball is what makes this finish so good. Yeah. Um, Excellent cross poke, at the poke end. Poke it out the leg out. T- I
1: mean. Stefan Pry unlucky for it to go through his legs.
0: And then three minutes later, uh, Raul Roy Diaz um, and Nadero working to get Jordan Morris in, who then passes it into the goal. Right. Another good finish. Stephanie on sides. It's a good run. Um, it's good play by Raul Roa Diaz. And our front three, um, all three of them, get a goal in this game, um, and we we were the. And then once we scored the third goal, then Taylor Twelman starts to give us every, some respect. I mean, the commentators throughout the entire game, definitely throughout the entire game, were bringing up um, LAFC being without players, um, and this is what we expected. Um, definitely very very annoying to listen to 12 men during this game our next game will be the fs1 guys so no 12 men for us um but thoughts on any anything that you were thinking while watching the game with these commentators
1: um you know i mean they started out they started out typically you know talking about how wonderful lafc is and then you know gradually near the end of the game they started talking about how Seattle is underrated and for some reason people don't give them what they're due. Um, yeah, you know it is what it is.
0: Yeah, no one likes us. we don't care what what the chance says. Um, and uh, and again, NFC just failing to get it failing to get it done. Um, however, we have to remember uh, if NFC or if LFC does pull off um, a big turnaround, uh, if, if they manage to win the, uh, since they, their season isn't over yet, since they have CONCACAF Champions League, if they somehow manage to win that, then the, uh, what ESB, ESPN and MLS is not going to shut the hell up um, about them. Um, so, uh I think they're the only team that hasn't, the only MOS team that hasn't played their quarterfinal game yet um, in that every other team is behind in goals. They already played one leg, so they have the best chance to to, to go farther in that, but we continue to root against all the teams in CONCACAF Champions League um, so the Sounders can uh, be the first ones to raise that. Uh any anything else you want to add from this game? What do you think about the ref? There wasn't mud, there were only two yellow cards in this game. Um I thought the ref had a good game. I mean, we talked about the penalty. The penalty was the correct call. Um what did you think?
1: Yeah, and I guess later uh one goal called back by VAR which seemed like the correct call.
0: Yeah, and that was the right call.
1: Um so yeah, no complaints with the refereeing. Um you know, seemed like things were mostly in control. Um, I guess LA, you know, is one of the teams that, like the Sounders, tends to complain about getting fouled rather than excessively fouling other people. So, you know, that may that may have led to a relatively clean game on both sides. Um, so, yeah, no no complaints about the ref. Yeah,
0: yeah, no definitely a good game um, for the referee. Um, the goal that was called back. Another instance of Mark Anthony K. Hate that guy. Uh you know, I'm just looking at the stats here here again. So the position was closer than I thought it was. Um it says fifty-one point six to forty-eight point four. Um uh, so a little closer, but the Sounders did win um in tackles and duels won. Um, which is what Spencer likes next not spent likes about. to focus on um, but also um just looking at also their keeper made no it it uh, the bar the uh, box score claims that the, their keeper made no saves
1: right only uh, three shots on goal and yeah, they all went in
0: yeah and uh, and it, which is definitely interesting because the sounders had chances to make this game be um, more than three. Of course, Morris put one wide. That was a very, very rare wide miss. Um, it didn't. It was not close. Um, uh, and then right. there, there was one off the. There was one off the post. Another one off the bar. Um, definitely, it could have been. Could have been like six two um, in this game. Yeah,
1: everything
0: went in. Um,
1: and as far as possession, I think the, you know, the, the Sounders I think had the majority of possession up until about two thirds of the way through the game.
0: When they, you know, it. when they, yeah. Uh, when, and when, then... no, when, when, when this, yeah, when we scored our second goal, um, that's when our possession dropped off. And then we walk up three minutes later after they scored. Yep. One. It is something it is, there is some um, definitely some extra, Says um, something that makes this win extra satisfying because we beat them 3 1 again. Um, uh, just like last year. Um, just keeping we know mantis. how We
1: know how Brian Schmetzer is feeling.
0: Yep. Uh, everyone feeling better. Every, every Sounders fan definitely feeling better than Bob. Yep. Uh, so now moving on to the Sounders' next game against FC Dallas. It is a rematch of round one of the 2019 MLS Cup playoffs. FC Dallas beating the Portland Timbers, um, which definitely makes this game a little less nerve. It makes me l- a little less n- nervous. I'm still, I'm still nervous, and we're not going to do a score prediction. Um, because uh, we don't do that in the past uh, but um, if we are playing the timbers um, since the timbers are known to recently come to such C- C- field and play very well and very annoyingly um, I would have been a all more anxious if the timbers were to come um, so how are you feeling just in like stress level what and you watch that game against the timbers you watch you watch the timbers Dallas what do you how are you feeling about our opponent yeah
1: you know i i was would have you know been happy to play either of them um just i know what you mean about worrying about the timbers but it's also extra fun to beat the timbers especially awesome. in the playoffs um but yeah i mean i definitely think um you know dallas is uh you know has done less well against us um in um in the history i just yeah apparently we're you know the the full series um it, well i it, guess maybe this is only home games you know sounders have have a big advantage there
0: It is also, um it is also uh interesting uh to me like so we have played dallas this year and i dallas is always one of those teams that i that i feel like MOS and I always forget about, because they don't have like, they don't have like a flashy star on their team. They've always been made of of like young players or other players who have came over from Liga MX. Um, so like there's really a very, very small number of players who I've heard of uh, uh-huh. on their team. Um, so that's, so it's also like hard for me to pick out who we need to worry about, um, uh, and, and for for this game, um, uh, before we move into, um, uh, so we so say we're not doing a score prediction, we already talked about, on um, we already talked about lineups uh, for this game. Like, what what do you think the game plan is looking like? for this game against uh, Dallas. I mean, it doesn't seem like much to change.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the Sounders just have to go be the Sounders, you know, possess the ball, uh, pass the ball, do a lot of running and, you know, find a way to beat Dallas in one of the many ways we have to beat them, whether it's breaking them down through the middle or uh, letting Jordan run right by them or working down the sidelines and crossing it in. You know, Sounders have a lot of weapons and if we can keep playing our game, um, we've scored a bunch of goals. I,
0: I could not have said that better myself. Uh, uh, so that game is on Tuesday. It is on FS1. Uh, make sure you turn tune into that game. Uh, before we wrap this up, uh, quickly a lot of drama um, in the rest of the MOS playoffs uh, if we look at uh, a very, very dramatic game um, in KC. San Jose almost almost doing enough to push past KC. Um, very uh, A back and forth game. Um, terrible penalties from San Jose. Um, three saves by media. Um, do not want to face him in a later shootout. Uh yeah. And then uh the craziest penalty shootout you'll ever see Orlando NFC, Orlando advances, keepers sent off for coming off his line, because of MOS not changing the rules, um, like normal like the rest of the world since they since we're still using the old rules.
1: Well, we're just still in the same season, right? Yeah, we'll yeah, next so season we'll we'll have the the rule it would, where it's a warning. It
0: would be a warning. For the keeper. Um, if you haven't seen this, go watch it. It's craziness. Um, the commentators just don't understand the rules. Um, they're like they thought that the keeper was gonna get um was going to get the red card suspend uh rescinded, um which was never gonna happen. The refs, I mean like uh this was poorly organized, but the refs got the calls right. Um and you're not allowed to sub after a shootout. Uh, when a shootout is in progress, um, so Brian Rowe did have come on. Um, Orlando's field player makes the save to win it. But all the a lot of these penalties were just terrible. Um, some people. Think, so it is sort of
1: an interesting question, you know. Should you should you sub your your backup keeper in for your? You know, if you have an extra sub left, should you sub your backup keeper with five seconds left in the game so that in case you need to replace them, you have a choice? I guess this doesn't happen too often.
0: You sometimes hear backup keepers coming in if they're better for penalties. But that is true. Maybe you make them like number 10. Um, And also, both teams um, – Orlando had a player sent off. So both teams before the shootout had to be – had to – Switch down to ten players, and then I'm pretty sure you did. They didn't talk about this. We didn't get to that round, but I think because the keeper got sent off, um, in the rules, then the other team has to also drop a player. Like their their, um, would it be their ninth?
1: Oh, they they get to drop a player if they want. Because I've also wondered that when you get get around the
0: no no when if someone gets sent off in the game when in a shootout. Um, if someone gets in I'll finish you know, the number of teams has to stay the same
1: the number of players on each team because yeah. I was sort of wondering about so that think, it seemed like so it would be unfair got, if your number one penalty kicker you know gets to take the 10th shot tenth, right?
0: yeah. So yeah. The, that wouldn't have happened um, well if yeah um, if they got to take the 10th shot then the other team's best shooter would have got to take the shot too the refs okay. got it right. After this game, Pro announced that the crew would not be doing another playoff game. This was Alan Chapman. I think he's one of the, the better refs in MLS. What did you think of that? Because I, I thought that was harsh. Well,
1: I mean, obviously they didn't communicate very well. And the question of, it you took,
0: know. it took a long time.
1: Right. So the fourth referee, you know, should have stopped things when the when the backup keeper was trying to warm up and come on. You know why didn't they shut that down right away rather than confusing it for as long as it went? So
0: it is true, but people need to stop. People c- can criticize the referees for that, but they're, uh, for for it taking too long. However, they did get everything correct in the end, um, and they they did know the rules with how MLS um has it set up right now.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's not enough to just get the rules right. You have to get the rules right and keep the game entertaining. So the job of a professional referee, as you will know very well, is to try to balance both of those things.
0: So if we look at the rest of the Eastern Conference, both um, the one and two seeds um, exited. New England, being Philadelphia, Nashville beating Toronto in uh, Connecticut. Kids' uh, games still not being played in Canada.
1: And so I haven't actually looked at the standings uh, where do the sounders fall relative to the who's left in the Eastern Conference so in because, terms of points
0: so uh, because so, and uh, since we're recording it since we're recording this late on Sunday uh, we know that New England has beaten Orlando three to one and Columbus has beaten Nashville 2 zero um, so. Columbus will host New England in Columbus. Columbus um, just barely has a better um, points per game.
1: Okay, both um, points and points per game, they're and, a little bit ahead of the Sounders. So,
0: um, so, so they. So, um, if the Sounders are to make a Tim Cup, we will be rooting for New England to again get another upset. When on the road, um, and uh, the other game, Spring Kansas City is playing Minnesota. Um, uh, that game is the day after our game on Wednesday,
1: yeah. Uh, so, so I'll be rooting for Minnesota in that game,
0: yes. Yeah, hoping so, to yeah, see well, Alonzo, hope hoping that we do not have to travel. Um, for the playoffs, and a uh, yep. f- final final thing, because Philadelphia and Toronto and NFC has been eliminated. Going back to MVP, uh, so that means Andre. So Andre Blake was a nomination. He's out. Po- Pozuelo was a nomination. He's out. They have Rossi. He's out. And then we are left with Morris and Adaro. They they don't they don't usually award MVP um, until they, they always have, uh, they hand it out later but who wins MVP this season? I I mean some might say like if they're by lead, they, I, mean, I think there's a serious chance they're still going to give it to Pozuela. Um, but what do you think?
1: Uh, so let's see. So the voting it looks like the voting takes place between October 29th and November 9th. So um
0: Okay, so it's already happened.
1: So it's already happened. So the playoffs um
0: hadn't started.
1: Well, or actually maybe that's not true. It's okay, so there's voting and then the finalists are announced. So sorry, these were the nominees. So here are the finalists. When do the when does the actual voting happen? Um But
0: but what who do you think's gonna get it? Um I think also just Please, please, voters, look at the strength of the schedule. Toronto played Montreal and Vancouver um, multiple times. Montreal, I mean, Montreal didn't make the playoffs, but come on. They uh, eliminated in the play-in round. Um, they, uh, they played games against Vancouver. And do
1: you know how the voting works for this? Is it, do people have to, to choose one, or is it, is it ranked choice voting?
0: I'm not, I'm not sure.
1: Because obviously there's a risk of um, Morris taking votes away from Ladero or, you know, if it comes down to West Coast versus East Coast, um, you know, the the fact of Rossi being there may cut into the Sounders' players' support.
0: Um, yeah, it shouldn't be. And, and It should definitely not be Rossi with the season that LAFC finished with. It was not the same LAFC team that we've seen in the years past. Right.
1: Um, and that are you aware of the official name of the award we're talking about.
0: Yes, it's the Landon Donovan MVP award.
1: So I'm it, surprised that you're even willing for a sounder to, to get this award that you wouldn't you wouldn't want them to refuse it.
0: Oh, yeah, that's why I refer to it as the MVP award. Okay. Stephanie, um, uh, I refuse, refuse um, to acknowledge that. Uh, but. They should give it to Ladero. Ladero has earned it. He's been the best player in MOS since he arrived in 2016. If the Sounders make it to the Cup, it's, it's going to be because of him. We'll, keep, we'll, we'll definitely keep our eyes out uh, for what happens there. Um, we'll be back to uh, review the Sounders' next game against uh, – we'll, we'll, we'll be back to recap the game against Dallas hopefully uh, preview the next game um, uh, which would be the conference final but until then, this Tuesday remember to keep your
1: scarves up